Look at God. Look at God. Hallelujah. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. Let's thank the worship team for leading us in worship. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. It's the first book of your Bible. Okay, I hope everybody knew that. It means the beginning. The beginning. And look at what verse 1 says. In the beginning, God. Now we can just go home right there. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to believe in. There's a God. And if there's a God, he's written some love letters I told some people this week, a bunch, number, well, I won't say a bunch, a number of people, this is a supernatural book. This is a supernatural book. Get in it and release the supernatural in your life. Hallelujah. In the beginning, God, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, before you're seated, I want you to go to chapter 2, verse 1. When I was studying a week or so ago for this sermon, I preached part 1 last week, and I'm trying not to reemphasize anything that I said last Sunday. But it says in verse 1, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. All the host of them. That literally means that all things, the expanse, the immenseness, God created. How big is your God? I serve a pretty big God. Hallelujah. The vast expanse of the universe and all that is within, and God created it. And God is right here in this room. That great big God, that mighty God, he's right here. I feel his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. All the host of them, the infinite creation of God and of all things, and God created it all. Look how big God is. Nothing is too big for God. Nothing is too big for God. Pardon me for just a moment. I've lost a page of notes. <laughs> Amen. All right, somebody's been going through my notes. <laughs> but nothing is too big for God. And so we started last week, and uh, we jumped into the God of the turnaround, that he is truly a God of the turnaround. That that's how big God is, that he can turn situations around. He is the God of the turnaround. And I, I broke it out a little bit for you, that when God created mankind in this next chapter, he created us body, soul, and spirit. Everybody pinch yourself. I got a body. Amen? I have a soul and spirit. I never knew that from Sunday to today, 
I would encounter so many people that are having soul issues. I've come with some soul food for your soul. The psalmist said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I've come to encourage your soul. And I've met people sitting at the receptionist's desk talking about soul issues for their family, their 17-year-old. I was sitting in a hamburger place Friday afternoon. My wife drugged me to the mall. <laughs> drugged me through the mall. I got to have something to eat, honey. And I'm sitting there, and a server comes up, and he says, you're a preacher, aren't you? I said, yes. He said, let me tell you. And he just unloaded it. I said, oh, my goodness. And I've encountered people in all kinds of settings that need their soul refreshed. I want you to know that if your soul and spirit are not where they ought to be, it's going to affect your daily life, your physical being. And I want to help you. I'm not a doctor, a physical doctor, but I can help people spiritually and I can help people emotionally. And I want you to know there's healing for your soul. There's encouragement for your soul. Maybe you've come up in here to the 1045 service or you're watching online and you've been greatly discouraged and you feel like you just can't, you can't go forward. I want you to know that when David's chips were down and everybody was against David, he encouraged himself in the Lord. I want you to know there's help for you before you leave this sanctuary that you can leave with a different frame of reference that my God is greater than my problems. My God is greater than the situations that I've been encountering and the oppression that's been coming against me. I want you to know there's a turnaround waiting for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. The psalmist said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. I gave you the scripture last week, so I'm not going to read it again, but Philippians 4.8, it tells you how to think. How to think. What to think on. You got to change some thinking. Amen. Change your thinking. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. You've not been given a phobia or a fear, but you've been given the Spirit of God, which is the Spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Everybody say, I have the mind of Christ. Come on, say it like you need it. I have the mind of Christ. And that is a mind of power and love. A lot of people want the power and they want the sound mind. But let me tell you, the power is not available if you don't walk in love. The power comes through the love, and we're to walk in love, and a lot of people are bound up, and I don't want to spend a lot of time here. I'm trying to just help everybody and everybody online, but you got to forgive some things. You can't hold bitterness in. You can't take offenses in. How many have ever been offended in life? Raise your hand. Listen, when you sign up for the ministry... My dad told me a long time ago, you signed up to be offended. You might as well just get used to it, son. 
You sign up to deal with offenses. But God, pour your heart out to God. Get in these prayer meetings and get before God in these altars and say, God, I need my soul encouraged. I need my soul built up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I went to the Bible and just began to look at soul. And, and I got a whole bunch of pages about soul encouragement. Soul, soul, soul. But some of this revolves around you got to learn to forgive people. You gotta walk in forgiveness. Amen. Don't go to bed at night mad and all steamed up. I was reading in one of my things uh, just this week or two or three weeks ago, and the doctors were trying to help this woman. She was running a fever, and they couldn't find one reason why that woman was running a fever. But she always used the phrase, that burns me up. That burns me up. That burns me up. And the doctor said, stop saying that. She stopped saying it and her temperature got normal. Death and life are where? You're calling in your harvest. Hallelujah. Say, I love like Jesus loved. I forgive. Like Jesus forgave. I'm telling you, that'll help your soul. Hallelujah. I'm trying to give you some soul food. Amen. One of the sisters uh, in the early service brought us a big old pot of mustard greens. I thought, mmm, that's some good food. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I want you to know that you need to feed your soul on the Word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect. The law of the Lord, the Bible, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. My soul, I'm just going to read a number of verses here. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. When wisdom enters your heart, knowledge is pleasant to your soul. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Psalm 138, verse 3. In the day when I cried, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. Listen, if your soul is worn down, if your spirit is worn down, I'm telling you, it's going to be hard to be strong in the physical. Your strength comes, and I've, I've tried to teach my doctors this principle. <laughs> Healing comes from inside out. I, I believe that. Healing comes from inside out. You got to heal the soul and heal the spirit. Get the word of God going, which is a supernatural book. Amen. You get those three, faith, hope, and love. You get those things going and working in your life. I'm telling you, you're going to see what God does in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. And so building our souls up, encouraging our souls, getting in the word. There's a lot of reasons why people uh, are dealing with depression and dealing with 
things. The drug companies are making billions and billions of dollars every year on antidepressants. And I want you to know the greatest, now I'm not telling you don't take your medicine, but I'm telling you that the greatest medicine is this book right here. I'm telling you that this book, hallelujah, hallelujah. Doctors would just confirm and uh, say, hmm, something's happened there. Something's happened there. Hallelujah. Well, I want you to know that he is the God of the turnaround. I want everybody to go to uh, Job 42. I did not get here last week, and I want to get here today. Job 42. Amen. I've always liked to get through Job. <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying? I like to get on through Job. I like to get to chapter 42 because there was a turnaround. Job had been through some things. Not a lot of people understand that he was in his trial for over two years. Everybody say two years. That's a long time. To be in your trial and walking through difficulty and all that he went through. But there came a turnaround. And Job in chapter 38, he gets his audience with God. Sometimes, everybody wants an audience with God. And sometimes when you get that audience, it ain't exactly what you was planning for. God reigns us up. Sometimes God takes us to the woodshed. Amen? He said, Job, where were you when I created? I, I had to show my wife. I studied that again this week. And uh, he said, where were you when I created the sea monsters? I said, honey, you know there's monsters out at the sea? I ain't going back to the beach. <laughs> it says it right there. There's sea monsters out there. Hallelujah. And... Uh, and Job, Job just bows his head, and God starts asking him, where were you when the fountains of the deep broke up? Where were you when, when all these things were created and all these things, and when the deer gives birth to the young? Where were you? He said, I wasn't anywhere around, but you were, oh God. But then I want you to get to 4210 because this is what... God wants you to have today. There's some soul food for every one of us today. Everybody watching online. And it's chapter 42, verse 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. I'll, let me go ahead and read it. And God gave Job twice as much as he had before. If he's the God of turnaround, he determines when things are over. He can say no matter what the situation looks like, no matter how bad the difficulty, no matter how long the ordeal has been, I want you to know that God can say, it's time for it to be turned. I'm turning things in your favor. I'm giving you a turnaround minute. I'm giving you a turnaround year. I want everybody that wants a turnaround year in 2022, I want you to jump up on your feet, and I want you to turn around two times for 22 Hallelujah. Come on, turn around. Say, I claim my turnaround. I claim my turnaround. This is my turnaround year. Hallelujah. 
The Lord did it. Job didn't do it. He couldn't work his way out of that. And his friends couldn't, couldn't, all their conversation, they couldn't do it. But God said, watch this. Job, you're having a turnaround. I want you to know I believe with all my heart, people in this congregation, businesses in this congregation, you're going to see 2022 as a year of turnaround. I speak that over you. The God of the turnaround. And it said it, he didn't just turn it around. He gave him double for his trouble. Woo! Hallelujah. Double. Double. You don't have to claim that. I'll go ahead and claim it. Hallelujah. Double for his trouble. All that he'd been through over two years. I don't know who have been, who's been walking through some things and walking through some trials and tribulations, but I know the God of the turnaround. I know the one that can turn your situation, and he can say, enough is enough. Hallelujah. 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 Get in that supernatural book. Point number two, he's the God of advancement. Everybody say advancement. Hallelujah. Listen. I don't know why God didn't let me preach all this last Sunday other than the fact somebody's hearing this that needs to hear this. You need to call some things in. You need to claim some things. Say, this is my year of advancement. When God created man, he put within him the ability to speak and to talk. Just like God spoke and things happened. Jesus spoke. Thank you, Nathan. Amen. Okay. Jesus spoke. Things happened. Storms calmed down. A man could walk on the water. Come, Peter. Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water. When Jesus spoke, friends, I believe we need to speak to some things this year. You need to speak to those unsaved family members, and you need to call them near. Amen. Joshua, I think it's chapter 24, says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I, I want you to just throw up your hands right now and repeat that verse. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. And God turned it around. He turned it around, and then he wanted to advance. And the second point is about a year of advancement that, you know, we gave out the little cards. I don't guess we gave them all out. Bring me one of those, uh, Pastor Randy, right quick, off the front. So many people came forward in the early service, and I thought they were all gone. But here's a little card, the prayer of Jabez. This prayer was answered by God. If I find something significant in the Bible like this, where Jabez prayed a certain prayer, God liked the prayer, and he answered it. I want to tap into that. And so I'd encourage you. This is called praying with Jabez and praying with Jesus. Jesus taught us to pray one prayer. 
our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's an important prayer. And if Jesus taught it, we might ought to tap into that. Amen? But I'm talking about advancement because, friends, advancement comes one way. Promotion comes one way. And I want everybody to see this verse in Psalms 75. Psalm 75. Everybody see this in your word. Be a word person. Check your pastor out. Amen. Psalm 75. Promotion. How many want promotion? Amen. Promotion comes neither from the east, that's that way, nor from the south, nor from the west. And there's one, one area not stated. What is that? Why? Because where does promotion come? The north. What's located in the sides of the north? God's holy hill. The presence of God. Where is God? The Bible says, the psalmist says, he's on the sides of the north. So your promotion's not coming from the east. Your promotion's not coming from the west. Your promotion's not coming from the south. It's coming from God. God alone can promote you. You be faithful. Hallelujah. But I don't want to just speak promotion over you today. I want to speak propulsion. That is supernatural. There are certain things, and, and I, I came, I'm going to teach you what the secular is telling people right now if they want to advance. There's a secular realm out there, and I, I went and looked it all up. What are, the, what are the six things they're telling in the secular environment? But I'm not interested in that. I know there's that side of it. But I want you to know I can find something in the Word of God. I can get a word from God. Hallelujah. And if he bids you come, you better come. If he says take that territory, if he says take that land, if he says build that business, I want you to know that with the hand of God on your life and the blessings of God, uh, you don't need this. Thank God for the, the secular side. Thank you for for the wisdom of leadership and all those things are important in life. But I want you to know I'd rather have a touch of God on my life. I'd rather have the anointing of God on my life. I'd rather have God backing me and saying, hey, walk ye in this way. Amen. And I'm, I just have felt in my spirit for today, I'm supposed to release propulsion. Propulsion. And propulsion is a different amount of advancement. I've had people come up and share testimonies over the last few weeks and months, and I just say, look at God, look at God. But I want you to know there's another level. There's an anointed level that can be released. There's a prophetic level that can be released, that God can do some things in a short time, in a short time. He can cause you to write a book. He can cause you to... Uh, to start a business, he can cause your, his, when his hand is on something, I want you to know things can happen rapidly. I want to show you what propulsion does, and I want Pastor Jordan to come help me here. Listen, I got a recurve bow, I got a compound bow, I got a crossbow, 
I don't hunt, but I just got these bows. And family bought me a crossbow. I do hunt a little bit, but not much. But never hunted with these bows. But this crossbow was bought for me for Christmas about three years ago. And so I back up to some woods at my house, and we went and uh, we went outside, and all the families there shooting this crossbow into a target. And uh, my wife said, well, let me have a turn. And nobody's even hit the target hardly. Uh, and my wife gets up there, and she hit the bullseye. The problem with that was I was filming her when she did it, so I've got the evidence that it happened, and she won't let us forget it that she hit it and we couldn't. But I want to show you something about propulsion because with propulsion, there's got to be some tension. Now, if you've ever pulled back a compound bow, you understand what I'm talking about. Till it breaks and gets in that sweet spot, there's a lot of tension. And, uh, but baby, when you release that arrow, it's headed somewhere. Now, I was hunting with my dad, bow hunting, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years ago. And it came time for me to come to where he was in a stand. And uh, he looked up. He said, don't ask me wh why or how. But he had one of his arrows stuck in a tree at about 30 feet. He said, don't ask me. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. So I never did find out how that arrow got out of his bow and in the top of that tree. <laughs> I don't know if he's shooting at a bird or what. But, <laughs> but anyway, but I want you to come up here, Pastor Jordan. Let's see if we can do this. Let me get out of the way. Uh-oh, well, by default, you hit the target. <laughs> I'm going to give you a second chance. But the tension... As you pull back, there's tension, there's tightness before there's propulsion. Everybody say propulsion. And I'm speaking over you propulsion. There you go. <laughs> Hallelujah. We had a man in the early service. He comes every Sunday, pretty well every Sunday, faithful in attendance and supporting of the church, but yesterday he raced in the Daytona race yesterday, came in 15th yesterday, and I said to him, I said, that's pretty amazing. I said, how fast were you going? He said, well, we hit about 187, and uh, hundreds of horses under that hood. I want you to know, they're, they're winding those cars up, <laughs> But when they put it in gear, there's some forward movement. There's some forward movement. And 180, how many have ever driven over 100 in your car? Oh. Matt Nemeth, running for sheriff, I want you to stand up and look around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm declaring over you there's some forward movement, forward motion. I'm declaring over you that 2022 is a year of divine propulsion. Amen. 
Those, that engine's been revving. That engine's been, it's time. <clears throat> Stick it in gear and let's go. Let's go. Let's claim what's ours in 2022. Now, I got to give you a scriptural foundation for this. And it's the life of Joseph. Joseph had dreams. And his brother sold him into captivity. He goes, he's sold into Egypt. And he's bought by Potiphar. And Potiphar's wife falsely accuses him. So he's thrown into prison. I want you to know that even in your prison time, even in your prison time, the tightness, the stretching that's going on, it's just getting you ready. Young person, God's just been, he's had you in a training ground. He's had you in a training place. I want you to know there comes a time when you're coming out and propulsion is about to take place and my God is the God of advancement. Be faithful to God. Be faithful to God. But look at this. A man could not be emperor in Egypt. This was in Egypt. And rulership till he was 38, I'm sorry, 30 years of age. 30 years of age. When Joseph was put in the prison because of the lies of Mrs. Potiphar, he was there for two years. Do you know he was 28? Do you know he wasn't prepared to serve until 30? That was the law in Egypt. He could not serve till he was 30. So God had him in a holding pattern. I want everybody to stand. Worship team, come back. You've been in a holding place. You've been in a place. But when he turned 30, the butler and the baker had had dreams. But they forgot about Joseph. But I'm telling you, one of them remembered. God hasn't forgot where you are. Amen. Amen. There's a little stretching been going on. There's a little tightness been going on. There's some challenges you've been facing. But get ready, baby. Get ready. He's the God of advancement. He's the God of turnaround. He's the God of propulsion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The God of propulsion. And I release that over our church family. When he turned 30, Pharaoh dreams a dream. God controls divine destinies. Hey, my Bible says that even the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. God knows. Hey. Don't get discouraged. I've been looked over, pastor. I've been in this place. Woe is me. No, not woe is you. Blessed you are if you've got God. Blessed is he whose God is the Lord. Come on, play, Brian. Hallelujah. Love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I'm calling God back into our nation. Amen. You know who's going to take our nation back? 
people who believe in God and we're calling God back into this nation. Amen. We're resisting the devil from this nation. We're resisting the the principalities and powers. We're taking authority. I want you to know you have the authority of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Why don't you just lift your hands and say, America belongs to God. Hallelujah. We call revival into this nation. We call a move of God into this nation. We call an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in this nation. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at God. Look at the greatness of God. Hallelujah. 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 With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning and your soul needs comfort, I want you to jump out of your seat and get down to this altar area quick. Quick. If you need peace of mind, when peace like a river. And I'm not going to sing. I won't, won't do that to y'all. But I'm telling you, there's a peace that passeth all understanding that will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If you need the peace of the Lord, come on. If your soul is disturbed, I feel like God sent me with a message. I talked to too many people this week. I won't say too many, but I talked to numbers of people this week that their soul was conflicted and they're dealing with from teenagers to adults. Soul conflict. And they need the peace of God. And if you need the peace of God, if you need your soul refreshed, you need your soul encouraged, I want you to come to this altar because, friends, it's got to be found in these altars. It's got to be found before God. God will help you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.